Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to another day. Live, excited, ready to rock and roll. We are joined today by Philip Morgan, Oxy Fresh Carpet Cleaning, right? Mm-hmm. You got Dude. it. And uh, by the way, uh, Mr. Philip Morgan came uh, via Adrian, Fugatti. who we call Fugatti. Fugatti. Mm-hmm. Right? Part Adrian. of the Visionary Media team. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he told me that, that Philip here had a great story to tell. So, mm. Woo. no no pressure. Wow. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> he told me already that, but. <laughs> He, he put you on a pedestal, so yeah. <laughs> so here we go. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Thank yeah. you. And also being brave and going Facebook Live. Facebook, mm. it's not easy being cheesy sometimes, right? Yeah, you know what it's the live. worst part is? Is I keep doing this and you keep telling me before the show every time. Audio. Audio. Sorry, if it sounds echoey, it's because James over here didn't adjust the... Uh, the audio line in, but he fixed it now, so we should be good. Andres should called be me on it. Andres called me on it. Perfect, Andres. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you. Call him on it every single time before we go live, please. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the program. So, Philip, tell me a little bit about your story. Why, you know, why did you get into business? People usually get a job, oh, man. man. Why did you decide to go the 1099 individual sole proprietor or maybe an S Corp C Corp LLC route? Mm. What is that about? Bro, I had a job. i just quit it uh january the 12th actually this year yeah man oh okay Mm -hmm. so we're we're in the new new trenches here i'm like you were talking about i'm just scratching the surface of business oh man never been a business major in college uh i'm a total amateur in this but you gotta start somewhere right you do gotta start somewhere absolutely and kudos kudos to you first of all for taking that jump man that leap of faith man that was yeah, I took a lot of jumps this past year. It's it's dude, this year's only <laughs> begun. All right, it's so, only started. So yeah. this is this is the mm-hmm. the beginning. We need some we need some backstory because how yeah. did you get to jumping off the okay. cliff here and going to January twelfth on your own? First off, are you scared of heights? Um, only if I'm jumping off them. <laughs> okay, all right, me too. You know what? It, okay, so if I go out to the Grand Canyon or uh-huh. I go to the top building, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to crawl to the edge. I can't walk and stand at the edge. I, I feel like I'm gonna crawl. fall down. I crawl. Yeah, right? I'm not terrified. It doesn't make me queasy. I'm just I'd rather be safe than sorry. Right. Right. Potato chip rock that little cliff. I haven't made it to the edge yet. Oh, that's see this guy. He's the opposite. He'll jump out of plane. <laughs> he'll jump off. Yeah, if you uh, if you look at my Facebook picture, it's a picture of me free climbing a rock. Nah. It was like thirty feet, thirty five feet tall, and I had never done anything like that before. I just went for it. James, yeah. I hate coming down ladders. <laughs> so let me put that in perspective for you. So two years ago, my wife's for my wife's birthday, we went skydiving. 
Nice. I'm scared of heights, but I've always wanted to do something like crazy like that to yeah. just like feel that adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And so metaphorically speaking, um, I was working as a pharmacy technician for Sharp Girl Smile Hospital for the last six years. And that's a good gig. I mean, yeah. that's over benefits. $20. Benefits, yeah. PTO, yeah, you know, off, sick yeah. leave, all that. Benef- yeah, it's, yeah, it's good stuff, right? But I got really comfortable in that, and I hate being comfortable. I hate mm-hmm. it because I feel like I'm not reaching my full potential, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. No, it makes sense. So every year, there's a change in my life of some sort. I mean, it, yeah, it, that's just how it's been for me. And I give credit a lot of that to, like, my father. My father is a huge, he was a huge influence uh, on me regarding work ethic. Mm-hmm. And so I was a good practice player, if you will. Basketball was my sport. And my dad would have me shooting like 500 to 400 to 500 three point uh, shots a day. But you're getting your reps in. Getting my reps in. Every, every summer was like every day. And then when school came around, it was like every other day. So I didn't have really a whole lot of time off. I wasn't a kid when I was younger. And so fast forwarding to now, um, taking that type of work ethic and putting it towards just like whatever I do, I mean, that's what got me here to San Diego because that was a leap of faith. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri originally, and I packed up all my stuff and I just moved out here with like $1,000 to my name. Kansas City, Missouri. Where? Kansas City, Missouri. Nowhere? Right in the middle? Yeah, right right in the middle of the map. (laughs) That mean you're a Chiefs fan? I'm a Chiefs Chiefs fan. Ooh. Yeah, and a Royals fan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, they did good this year. They did. They did get the last. I mean, come yeah. on now. The last couple yeah. couple years, we you know we're kicking some butt. Yeah. All right. All right. We're haven't won a Super Bowl yet though, but that's a different story. I feel you. We're in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all Chargers fans? Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you come to San Diego, thousand dollars in your pocket. Uh, no job yet. Started working downtown at Stingery. It's a nightclub yeah. down there. Familiar. My best friend hooked me up with that job because he was already here for like seven years and. Uh, Basically, I just was working for tips until I got a phone call from the hospital, and then the rest was just like, okay, I was, but, it was meant to be. I was supposed to be here. But you got a work ethic. So yeah. in any job, there's only so. I mean, your work ethic is going to get you security. Yep. It's going to get you advancement. Mm-hmm. But it's only going to get you so far up. Only the so far, which right? is why I didn't make it that far in basketball because my passion, like with my work ethic. And that's a different conversation. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. My 100%. father, I can honestly say, he wanted it more than I did. Yeah. You know, he was living vicariously through me to make it big because he was almost there and he didn't make it. And so that's tough as a kid to endure that type of pressure um, and anxiety, all that stuff. So I brought a lot of that with me even into my adult phase of my yeah, life. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you mm-hmm. like basketball. I love basketball. Loved, oh yeah. Loved it. No, he ate it, slept, drank, pooped it. That was just, it. Just bald all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's how he was known, basketball yeah. player. And then he transitioned to becoming a teacher. Because he's coaching too. Coach and teach. Yep. Been teaching for 41 years. 41 years of schooling. So that to me translates to um just consistency, stability, you know what I mean? Yeah. Doing what works, right? So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, when I, after I got to San Diego and I got married back in 2012, uh, that's when really I got on a roller coaster. Marriage. <laughs> Tough one. Oh, good man, one. It, it's been good. 
good for me in terms of me growing a lot, a whole lot. Um, I discovered a lot of things about myself that I didn't even know was there. Like anger in certain ways. Um, Yeah, man, without divulging, like, and going into too deep of all of my issues and flaws, there's been many that I kind of found that were, like, just dormant, sitting Mm -hmm. inside of me that was affecting my spouse. So I had to do something about it. So right now I'm currently in therapy working on those issues. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny how uh, a good spouse can lift you up and tear mm-hmm. you down totally. pretty quick oh absolutely right. but yeah. they're there for you they're there they're there for you totally like a mirror yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i mean yeah. I, I you know it's funny I, I heard this in a movie somewhere but i use it anyways mm-hmm. uh behind every strong man there's a strong woman that's back the in truth. their play that's a tr- that's the truth yeah at least sure. that's what I heard. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, from a movie? That's, that's a movie. <laughs> that, that was way older than any movie, but yeah. yeah, yeah. What was it from? Shoot, I don't know. Cleopatra? Oh, yeah. and... No, no, yeah. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure the, the, yeah, I'm sure the premise is, is older, but I'm saying I, when I heard it, it was in a movie somewhere. Yeah, because like, regardless of what our, uh, let's just say our, our religious beliefs are, mm-hmm. Um, you talk about how old that saying is or that cliche is. Well, they was talking about that back in the Bible days. And the mm-hmm. Bible has been around for a long time about like whenever a man finds a, a, a wife, he finds a good thing. Like there it is right mm-hmm. there, you mm-hmm. know. So taking heed to wisdom, man, is definitely helping me. Well, yeah, you know, having sure. that support factor, I mean, it's the difference between you staying comfortable or you taking your life to the next level. Absolutely. Because it's not about you anymore. You it's you're not. It's, you have somebody else in your life. So, mm-hmm. you know, anybody out there who's who's thinking about getting married or mm-hmm. who's already married and is deciding whether to take a financial leap, mm-hmm. there's way more at stake. Yeah. Right? I mean, Absolutely. tell me a little bit about, you know, how how that conversation go? How did you decide you have a spouse? Yeah. And you're going to decide to go off on your own and you're going to leave that security blanket uh-huh. to something that well, you've never tried it before. Mm-hmm. How do you know you're going to be how is the rent going to be paid? What kind of conversation was that like? Well, I took her along with me. You know? Mm-hmm. I t- I took I brought her in early instead of dropping a bomb on her and saying, "Babe, look, I know we haven't talked about this. No, nah, I took her along with me. So this franchise that I was looking at, OxyFresh Carpet Cleaning, um, basically, I was at work one night and I was just doing some research because I was like, man, I got to get out of this nine to five. And part of the reason why was because of my marriage. Because if I didn't do something, I saw myself continue to suffer in my marriage, meaning that since I met my wife, we were always on different schedules, meaning like. She would get off at like four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. I would get off after eleven o'clock. Oh, so, so we would never really time. there was very yeah. limited time. And that was four years ago. Fast forward until today, you know, uh, I started working overnight, seven days straight, and then being off seven days, but still not seeing her very often because I was working overnight. Yeah. So when she saw me, I was sleeping. Um, it's not a much of a relationship God, if you're not communicating. There's no quality in that. Yeah. You know, and you can't really work on the hard issues that you have that's mm. that are there, you know. You can't work on anything. You can't build together like that. That that to me is more for a schedule for somebody trying to stay married because they have so many issues, so it's better for them not to see their spouse as much. Oh, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you, 
you know, and it's funny because when we, I was talking to uh, Jesse Wright the, the mm-hmm. other day, and we were, she was looking at the calendar you know, before we raced the February stuff. Yeah, and it was Valentine's Day. They had an anniversary mm-hmm. there, and she looked and she's like, "How come? How come we only have one date night on the calendar?" Right, and it really got me thinking. You know, like like we do stuff. We went, you know, date night last night, and you, it's night. I don't have them penciled in, but maybe I should have them penciled in because mm-hmm. it's that communication factor. I mean, we talk about it with clients all the time, yeah. making sure you have constant communication with your clients so you stay top of mind. But a lot of those habits that you don't employ in business start at the personal level, like how you communicate with your your roommates or with your with your girlfriend or with your spouse or with mm. your kids if you're not actively doing that in your personal life how does it transcend to your professional life hello right what's going on at the home front exactly <laughs> all right so tell me a little bit more about you okay. know about what's going on so so yeah I, I basically we did our research they flew us out to denver paid for everything that's where the headquarters is of the franchise mm-hmm. and um showed us the ropes it looked good. It felt good. It was proof there that it, you could be successful, but it was really up to you. Mm-hmm. They gave you all the materials. They gave you a system or whatever like that, and you bought into it. And so now it's up. The rest is up to you. And so uh, my wife was like, we prayed about it, and she was like, yeah, I'm on board. And so uh, I waited until January the 12th to quit my, my full-time job because at that point she would have benefits from her job because she's a social worker yeah so it makes it makes yeah. you had to take a financial look right. at where you are to decide when you could exactly. take this leave. right definitely because paying out of pocket for health insurance is expensive yeah, it's crazy no kids yet no kids yet trying no to kids. get ready for that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Making, making the planned uh, mm-hmm. planned effort here this is my baby right now and it will take up a lot of time for sure it will all right so you decided to go with this model um mm-hmm. which is which is a franchise model and i'm sure you looked into just getting the equipment yourself and starting oh yeah that's how I, that's how i stumbled upon this okay so tell I me was, a little bit about that i was searching for some guy out there looking to sell his business or sell his van and his equipment mm-hmm. instead of just like doing it just straight out the mud uh, because I knew nothing about carpet cleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I was searching, franchises came up. I started looking at multiple franchises and that was one of the ones that um, kind of stood out to me the most because of the credibility that I had. And so um, that's just how I ended up there. Yeah, because yeah. I'll give you an example. We did. Mm-hmm. We used to own a game truck company. Okay. Right? And so when we were looking at game truck companies, we were also looking at, um, do I buy a franchise model mm-hmm. or do I do it independent? Right. And if I do it independent, I already I was looking at, well, who builds these trucks and who, you know, where right. is it at? We ended up doing the independent model, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I didn't want to pay royalties <sighs> on top of whatever. Fees. you know. Yeah. The, I mean, royalties off the top. And if you don't make any money, you still pay you still a monthly. Pay right. And so. That was one of the the underlying factors. I was like, look, I'm pretty sure I can market this particular business Mm -hmm. myself. I don't need the franchise to do that for me. Mm. Right. And so I ended up going the individual route. You ended up going the franchise route. And now the franchise route, in your case, now I'm going to ask you, it's probably because of what you knew about the business itself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Tell me a little bit about you decided why you decided the franchise model. Why a system? Look, there are a lot of mom and pop startups, and a lot of them don't last very long. Mm-hmm. They start up, 
and some of them have business plans and, and models to, to go after because they develop them themselves. And um, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of mom and pop carpet cleaner companies out here in San Diego. There's yeah. tons, just as much as there are a lot of realtors and real estate agents. You know, good what thing I mean? there's a lot of houses that need carpet cleaning. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I went with this model because I needed some guidance. Mm-hmm. Never, like I said, never been in business before. I never even sold lemonade from a lemonade stand. I've always worked for somebody since the age of like 14, 15 years old. And I don't even think that was legal. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I just, I was like, I need some advisory. And um, I knew that they did have a system. And then there was guys who have been in this industry within the franchise for years. Not saying that they're not trying to get out eventually, but however, they they went with something that they know that, you know, that it, you know, they took a chance and yeah. it worked for them. So. Yeah. Um, I have a seven-year contract with this. I don't know where I'm going to be at in seven years. Mm. Hopefully, I plan on having something of my own to where I don't owe anybody nothing except mm. for maybe Uncle Sam. You know, yeah. that never goes away. Can't ever get rid of yeah, that you guy. You can't get rid of <laughs> But But, uh, nah, eventually, yeah, that's my goal. Ultimately, uh, Zabi had a conversation with him mm-hmm. one day, and he was telling me, uh, you know, you need to do your homework on everything about this franchise the in, all the ins and the outs, and he, that's very very true mm-hmm. because I can learn from this system and implement it into whatever my next phase may be. I yes. don't know where I'm gonna be at in seven years though. Yeah, so. it, it may be this, it may be something else. Yeah, this or, might be the stepping stone to something that you're gonna be doing later. Right? But the the keys that you're gonna learn in this business mm-hmm. are pretty much the keys that you're gonna learn in any business. Yeah, and and I like the fact that you picked the franchise model. That the the fact that you were competent to know that i don't know this mm-hmm. and i need help right yeah. because that value that that uh, those royalties that you're gonna pay make sure you get the value out of that that oh, you're yeah. actually reaching out and and getting the help that you need because mm. otherwise you're paying a fee for for nothing for right what? yeah so a it, name yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and and the name's gonna help you for yeah, sure yeah i mean we talk about branding all the time and and having that individual brand right and you were talking a, a little while ago when we we're before the show started we we're talking about andy's you know invisibility to visibility oh yeah right so mm-hmm. fortunately the oxy brand is is pretty popular people right. know exactly what when they see oxy they know clean Right. Right. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about that kind of branding. You actually have visibility on that aspect. Mm-hmm. You, I think, have to. You're at the point where you're visible. Now you need to. And now you need to make yourself individually credible. That's right? it. That's it. And so that that's a that's a phase that I think you have to, you know, work on here mm-hmm. as far as what it is that you're doing. So uh, okay, so. You decided to jump in January 12th. What was that like? What was it like taking the reins and then going off on your own? It felt good. It felt really good. Knowing that I would have some type of liberation from not clocking in and and reporting somewhere and making my own schedule and using that work ethic that I acquired over the years to build something for me and my family you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not not waiting on that dollar raise that y'all was talking about that equates to eight hundred dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, knowing that this would be the first step of the journey. Well, this is not the first step because everything up until this point really mattered what I did. But knowing that I can work closer to working on residual income and buying real estate property 
and and having having those rental properties work for me while I'm sleeping. Like that's that's what I want too, you know, right. for myself. And so, um, but that's just like that's that's out of the stratosphere thinking, unfortunately, in the norm of of just like what I'm around every day. Yeah, but right now you got to worry about where am I going to get my next customer from? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's next? How do I stay here? Not I'm already here. I already took multiple leaps taking out loans and credit card liquidating. When I met with my tax guy today and he told me, well, you know, you could have actually bought your house before you and still would have been able to buy your business. Well, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> That's so true. So I'm thinking I've thought backwards already mm-hmm. because um, of knowledge, I would say. But this year, I'm not afraid to say I don't know because I think I'm going to get a lot further in my life by just saying I don't know. Yeah, people will reach out to you and, and yeah. they'll help you and give you advice. Right. Just be cautious of the advice you get. <laughs> There's a lot <laughs> really of people. Think th- really, th- really think it through and 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 have your goals set. Mm-hmm. So I still want to dig a little deeper on your since January 12th. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your days been like? What are your biggest struggles so far? <sighs> not wanting to stop when it's time to stop during the day. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't um, get into this working more than eight, working more than 14 hours a day. I got into this to, like, get myself out of working so hard. But it's early, though. Right. So you got to what you put in is what you're going to get out. Right. Of course. But then I have a wife at home that's calling me to bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? While I'm still up on the Internet researching doing things looking at my books because i'm doing everything on my own right now i don't i don't have anybody else helping me with like my books and all that stuff like that i'm doing the the field work and i'm doing the data entry exactly closing work orders marketing management that managing marketing that's huge social media marketing it's just like it's a lot and so my biggest struggle for me is self-care self-care which is huge yeah actually taking the time for that other person in your life yeah yeah taking time for the other person in my life and making sure that i'm taking care of myself so i can be better when it comes to giving myself to her have you set up have you set yourself up with the daily schedule i got a schedule i got a schedule and and that schedule changes because of course it will change if i have jobs that day right but my schedule is really right now is set based upon um if i don't have jobs so right now my customers are kind of dictating my schedule which is not where I want to be for long, but that's just how it is right now because I'm just getting my feet. You gotta pay the bills. Yeah, Yeah. I gotta pay the bills. I got overhead. I got bills to pay. So, um, but yeah, now coming to a place where I have a time that I can meet in the middle to where it's it's a good time to just shut it off, be done for the day, go to sleep, get some rest, and then do it all over again the next day. Well, I got uh, I got some bad news for you on that front. Welcome to being an entrepreneur. It will never <laughs> shut off. Oh, yeah. as far as the mind? Nah, I'm always thinking about business now. Always. It's always on. It's, it's always, always on. Hashtag, I, hashtag always, always on. on. I heard that too before so, I started. Keep, keep talking to him, but a uh, quick question for mm-hmm. you. What are you doing to get your customers? How are you getting, how are you marketing? How are you going out there and getting those customers? Oh, so PPC on Google has been killing it for me. All right. Pay per click. click? Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate that the cost per click fluctuates and it's really high for me right now mm-hmm. in my industry. 
It's up to like, I think I have to re-look. I didn't look at it again, but it was last time I checked, like almost two bucks a click, yes. which is crazy, right? When I first started, it was like in some change with like 25 cent, 30 cent a click, and that's cool. Um, but pay-per-click ads is working working, working for me. I've, I've uh, been spending money there. Face, face, Facebook. Facebook marketing is good. I haven't really got down the whole boosting thing and how to market my customers. Uh, I've been trying different things. Mm-hmm. And, and so, because I've only been doing this for five months now. Um, but word of mouth, though, mm-hmm. word of mouth is really good. That's, that's, that's always there. That's not going anywhere. Right. A uh, little bit of words of advice here. Mm-hmm. Have you started an email list? Yes. I have an emailing list. So every customer I get, um, they get a follow-up email six months out or a year out. You know, they get emails. Because the email list is going to help uh-huh. with retargeting, like, for your Facebook stuff. So mm. um, as we've been talking to more and more people mm-hmm. about, you know, internet marketing and, and social media marketing, some of the things that I've I've personally learned, and I'm no master. I'm going to throw it out there right now. I am not a master at this stuff yet. But I'm yeah. learning, right? I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, using that email list to target on Facebook versus boosting. Boosting doesn't really help you at all. Yeah, right? which is why I spend very little on boosting. Right. Yeah. Boosting, I would even say don't spend anything. The same money you would spend mm. on boosting, if you had an email list okay. of clients, maybe homeowners, um, maybe we're, we can uh, specifically target on Facebook. Right. Or spend, real estate agents. Or real estate oh, agents. Oh, I, I started that. I did start that. Right, because yeah. we got a lot of real estate agents that Tons. that have listings yeah. that are not vacant, and the people are not gonna. Right, they just don't intend on vacating the property, but you still want to make it presentable. Right. And lenders right? and escrow people too, because when something gets held up, mm-hmm. because of whatever's going on in the house, yep. right. And and those those things make a big difference. The presentation makes a big difference, right? Zabi's gonna come in, for example, and stage a place, but if the carpet looks like crap. I mean, there's only so much we can do, but if you can come in, shampoo the carpet for way less than the cost of replacing the whole thing, yeah, it can get the client from point A to point B, which is that presentation that they want when they want to Definitely. Sell. I learned that at the caravan that I went to. I went to a caravan a couple of weeks ago. It was my first one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what goes on in the caravan, they want people to come out and look at the property to see maybe what they can do differently. And so I'm actually going to press into that. BNI, I just joined the BNI network. Uh, business network industry, yeah. um, one here so in Chula Vista. Breakfast meetings, yeah, once a week, right? And um, be able to network those guys. But you know what, though, what I've been learning so far since I've been in this, there's a lot of people that will pull at you when they know you're doing business. Yes, mm-hmm. you, uh, we were talking about this the other day. It's it, the hopefully you're you're at the point where you're recognizing that you're you're in sales. Hands oh, down, yeah. you are a salesperson. <sighs> Man. Right when you're in business, you're in sales, mm-hmm. and uh, when you hear a conversation where you can actually be a part of and and bring value to the conversation, yeah, have the balls to say something, mm-hmm. right? Because because you know oftentimes what ends up stopping us from saying something is because we don't want to come off as salesy, right? Right. And what we were talking about earlier is it doesn't matter. You heard the the one with Andy Cruz, right? And and I, what I was saying is it doesn't matter whether you're the person who wants to come at you with nothing but value and I want to be able to provide you, the client, the best possible service you can possibly have. Right. Or if I'm the sleazy guy just coming after the commission or the sale. Mm-hmm. Both of those positions exist. Yep. And both of those positions have to ask the person for the business. Right. So... 
which one of those you are, I think for me, is your mindset. How you yeah. see yourself. Do you see yourself as a slimy salesperson? Because if you see yourself as that person and you're not going and asking for the business, you're stopping yourself from getting there. Or do you see yourself as a person who does provide service? And if you do provide service, why aren't you asking for the business? Mm-hmm. Or do you see yourself as a sleazy uh, salesperson and you're okay with it? <laughs> or do you see, yeah, there's the yeah, other one, right? Another one. Right. I mean, you can be. But either way, your job is to go out there and find the business. If you don't go out there and ask for the business, yeah, you're going to struggle. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I met with my, the first time I met with my tax guy today, and he was looking at my numbers and stuff, and he was like, mm, yeah. He was like, yeah, you're you're not going to make it like this. He was looking at, like, mm-hmm. my sales. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just starting out. He's like, yeah, but you're not upselling. And I was like, I'm trying to, but you're right. I'm not effectively upselling. Right. And so, uh, you know, I'm a carpet cleaner. However, I am a, I am providing, I want to p- provide a service and experience and, and also let my customers know about the other things that I offer, not just the carpet cleaning. So tell me about these other things. So... First off, about OxyFresh. What's different about OxyFresh um, is is that it's a low moisture cleaning. So dry times are really, really low. I'm not coming in oversaturating the carpets and the pads with water. Mm-hmm. And people like green, right? We're getting a lot of rain, so there's no drought anymore. But we're getting. We want green products. We want something that's biodegradable, that's friendly on our kids and our pets and things right. of that nature. And that's what I provide. The other services, one of them is a protectant. So when you get a carpet, it comes protected. Comes protected. That protectant wears off eventually. Yeah. And then you don't have any type of like sealing on your carpet so it's going to get dirtier faster and it's going to absorb the dirt dirt, it's going to grab the dirt static wise right right you know whatever it may be on that carpet it's going to dwell and it's going to stick hard on that carpet so protecting meaning that look you obviously are a person that likes to keep your carpets clean some of my customers not all because some of them won't call me until it's year six before (laughs) they need the carpets no not to those customers because i love those customers too yeah yeah but certain demographics is it's like yeah, I really take pride in the way my carpets look. Well, if you do, you're going to need a protectant. So that way, whatever happens between the next time I come back, it won't be as bad. So know? is the protectant cover like a like a refund, like a free service if something goes wrong at that point or something? Uh, protectant is uh, an application. It's a product, actually, mm-hmm. that's sprayed down on the carpet. And that just makes the carpet... Um, exactly what it is says it's protecting whatever it hears or or spilt on top of the carpet or even if it's high traffic you won't see that come back so fast so here's a here's a pitch i don't know for yeah. me yeah i'd be more of something along the lines of hey uh you know towards the end of the bill right mm-hmm. so this is what the service is going to cost right right um now how often do you want me to come back do you want me to come back in the next uh, next quarter or would you rather i come back and do this again next year exactly they're gonna be like well of course next year well here's what i suggest you do mm-hmm. so that i don't have to come back very often that's definitely what i was told to say right you're absolutely right you're spot on that's it because it's the value right it's the value, it's the value. people don't want to have that pain it's not of, just the upsell right it's not just putting money in my pocket I want to make sure my customers are satisfied with right. the actual service. This is going to protect you. This is going to, mm-hmm. you know, make this actually last. Right. When you get your car washed, you can get your car washed. But if you put the wax on, it's going to protect it a little more. But the wax costs a little Come more. Come on. Right. And then hey, the, 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you guys are in the middle of it, but I just want to give quick shout outs, man. We got Adrian Meek, Carlos Amanda. Fugatti. Giving Fugatti. up so much love to you, man. They, hey. they really appreciate you. All right, man. I love them guys, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to Fugatti. He was the one that uh, connected me with you guys. So Awesome. Know, that's my boy. Yeah. We're actually going to go see them a little bit later tonight. Okay. So I was glad you came in a little bit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, but the other product is uh, Auto Destroyer. I specialize in that. So there's a lot of stinky homes out there that need, you know, they, they need a solution. And so Odor Destroyer, what that does is, is as it dries, it's going to continue to eat that odor up, um, urine, whatever it is. Oh, was it was it uh, the Brainy Biz I was listening to where she was talking about, or maybe it was, I don't remember if it was Brainy Biz, but she was talking about um, when they were trying to get Febreze to be out in the market. I don't remember. Did you? I think that was. Mm. That yeah. was, right? That was and they the were talking about. smell episode. Yeah, the smell episode. So they, they were talking about when they were marketing Febreze, mm-hmm. right? They tried to market it to the homeowner to cover the smells, yeah. right? And, you know, it was something that they did after they cleaned up. They would spray the smell. But what they found was that when they were selling it to the homeowner, the homeowner would always become accustomed to the smell. The homeowner never understood that their home had the stink. You get used to the smell of cat or you get used to the smell yeah. of dog or cigarettes or yep. whatever it is. So when they started selling it, they started selling it to other people to take with them to, <laughs> to cover the smells where they go. Hmm. Mm. And that was kind of a, a, you know, a different way of looking at it. It's, it's almost like, do you have friends that don't come over? This is probably why. Right. <laughs> right? You know yeah. what I mean? This is the this is the reason you don't smell it. It's something that somebody else is smelling. You've already gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like uh like when, when you see hoarding people who hoard stuff, right? I yeah. watch those episodes, they don't see the mess that everybody else sees. Definitely. They kind of blend into it. And that's kind of the hard part with smell. Yeah. And then you have those people who can smell the cat urine, because cat urine, y'all, have y'all smelled oh, yeah, cat yeah, urine before? Yeah, it is not nice. That's something that's just like your body just <laughs> won't put up with. You can actually die from cat urine, a guy told me, one of my mentors. Yeah, because really? it has uh, ammonia, ammonia in it. Ooh. So high volumes of that will take you out. So, yeah, yeah, there's people who sit in that because they don't smell anymore. If they do smell it, it's just like just they're you, you know what I mean? They're just living through it, you know? Yeah. Until yeah. they get money to take care of the problem, whatever the re- their reason is. But the lady, the la- one of the ladies that I service, she didn't have people over because she was embarrassed mm-hmm. because of the smell and because of the way the carpets look. So you providing that service is big. Mm-hmm. What about testimonials? How you doing with those? Oh, man, good. Yeah. Collecting them uh, via uh, videos. And- yeah, video, video. Uh, just going live on Facebook, talking about the testimonies. The ones that I feel like that are really worth sharing, um, I, sh- I share them. And so, like today, I had one. It was crazy. Just- but is it is it you or is it the client? Oh, you mean like having testimonials from my clients? Yeah. Uh, I haven't really. I will. I've sh- I share testimonials from the clients that don't want to be on video. Right, right. So I tell their testimonials for them in mm-hmm. in exchange and also, you know, it's also a testimony for me mm-hmm. because I'm I'm new at this and I'm mm-hmm. still developing confidence in this. And so, yeah. So one thing that might be Google reviews has been big though for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that might be beneficial to sell that smell. Uh-huh. I don't know what the smell upsell costs or anything what it, what the cost uh-huh. is for you, but what might be a nice little pitch is is have uh, request them to do a video testimonial and and as the thank you we'll do like quick odor 
removal or something and it's costing you a little bit to do the odor removal but at the same time they get a little value added and you get a quality review from a client because it's That's totally good. different if your client is saying how good you are than if you're you. saying how good you are. That's good. Right? That's super organic right there. And, and yeah. Right. And then the nice thing is they'll share it with their friends because it's their stuff. Yeah. So you tag them on it and then they're going to share it with their people and that's more of a lead. And make sure that when they share it, you thank and comment on every single person who comments on their stuff. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, something like that I think would be beneficial for you as far as you might not right now get the dollar value for the upsell, but yeah. you get the review value. And that to me makes a huge difference. An expansion oh, yeah. of, of your circle of influence, yeah. a possible referral, because now it's the peer to peer review than, you know, than just kind of the upsell and the dollar amount you'd get. Definitely. I think especially early on, that's really what you want to get to grow organically. You're talking word of mouth. Yeah. Well, word of mouth is great if it's person to person. Word of mouth is even better if it's person to person and social media, mm-hmm. right? But you got to yeah. get them to do the video. So there's got to be some value added. I'm kind of shy to do the video camera. Well, I'll tell you what, if you do it, I'll do the, you know, either the the polish or, or I mean the you know the protective or the odor. I'll throw it in for you. What do you say? You know what I mean? And I don't know if it's super expensive. I don't know, you know, how your business works, but I'm just trying to, you know, I will give you say this. That's a really good idea. Cool. That's a good idea. Cool. I think I think I can take I have opportunities coming up to do something like that. So just wait for me. Yeah. And the and yeah. The, the great thing is if you compile a couple of those, mm-hmm. maybe Fugati can help you put together a little video clip of yeah. reviews, right? Of people actually saying what they are and we target, we retarget using the email list that you created. We retarget that and we create an alike list, which is people that they're friends with. Yeah. yeah and now yeah. you're spending, you know, your cost per click comes down because now you're spending money with a specific clientele that already uses your service right. and their friends and family. And you're using your reviews from mm-hmm. their friends and family in the in in the marketing. Definitely. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah. It's nah, that's... very, very focused. And you're really, you're really, you know, Save closing time, on that too. niche. Yeah. Because if you pick up one or two deals off that, mm. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. It, and you just kind of repeat the process. And forgot it says, I got you, Phil. See? He'll take care of you. See, I got I got really, man, him is one, but I have a really good uh, circle of friends around me, man, that really care about me and want to see me succeed. And that's so important. Because outside that circle, there was people who was like, man, you crazy for quitting your job. Why don't you stay and work your full-time job and do your business until you pay off everything you owe? And I'm like, that's not the mindset of a business owner. You know, we talk to a lot of <laughs> a lot of people who have who have burned the bridges, yeah. burned the ships behind them, mm-hmm. and just gone in full full head full steam ahead. Dude. Yeah. And and those are the ones that actually, you know, when they succeed, they have to go through the shit first, man. Yeah. They have to struggle, and it's not easy. And they work the 14 hour days, mm-hmm. and they have the fights with the spouse, and the time is is limited. But they Talk get up and it. they do it again and they get up and they do it again. And if you consistently do it, yeah. it's always about consistency and you find little avenues to to manage the time. Right. We may had a, had an interview recently with a lady named Ali Boone. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she talked about when she got into business was when do I get uh, an assistant and what tasks do they do? Like some of the stuff that you do that's mundane, the the closing POs, the opening POs, the billing, the bookkeeping, all these things can get outsourced. And when you have enough, and that way you can focus your time on getting clients and doing the service. You know I, what I mean? I thought forwardly about that. 
and, and how many jobs I need to do a month to be in a position where I can start, you know, hiring people or hiring a technician and doing that stuff myself, you right. know, and focusing on, like you said, getting more jobs. Yeah, because you're a salesperson now. Right. Right. Nobody's right. going to care about, you know, the thing that you can never outsource yeah. is going to be getting in front of the client. Definitely. That's always going to be you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it just is right. Yep. And so, if you can, if you can outsource the other things, you don't like to do bookkeeping. I don't think you're an accountant at all, nah. <laughs> right? You don't want to do the invoicing. That's not your gig. Yeah. And you can find ways to outsource these things. So, when you're thinking about the numbers on how many you know jobs you need to do to be able to turn around and do this, well, you also got to figure how much time is it taking you to do these things. Mm-hmm. What's the value of your time? Yeah. If your time is valued at I don't know 100 bucks an hour. And you're spending four hours a day doing paperwork. Well, that's four hundred dollars a day that it's costing you of doing that paperwork when you can pay somebody eight dollars an hour. That's to true. Which is why I stay up super late sometimes. Right? Yeah. And imagine what's the value of that. So so if it costs you, you know, if it costs you four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks a month to hire yeah. somebody at that part time level to do these sorts of things, to manage these things, how much you know, how much does that bring back in your own personal time value? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, how much of that can you give back to the wife? Yeah, you know what? So speaking of my wife, she is coming to the end of our master's program in USC. She's uh, getting her master's of social work, right? Ow. And she's doing it online. Yeah, she's killing it, about to graduate with honors. And so she's actually a part of the franchise with me, but she hasn't been able to, like, Give time to it because yeah, she's, she's working full time. Yeah. She's Masters ain't that. no joke, <laughs> and it's no joke, man. Yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears put mm-hmm. poured into that, and so she's gonna actually start to help me with that stuff uh, right when May hits, when she graduates, and so that might keep some of my costs down. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, but I guess until that time happens, because that's like a couple months out, um, I might have to look at you know rearranging some things to gain some more time back to get more customers yeah because yeah. that's really where it's at it that, is that's where you need to focus your attention on right but yeah no so far i mean i thanks for letting me you know join the journey how are we doing time mm. yeah it's time yeah so thanks for letting me join in the journey with you i mean i i really i i like this stage of people's businesses it's really like to me it's like yeah. a my eyes light up. My brain, like, synapses start going. Like, what can we do? What can we do? What can mm-hmm. we do? I like that it's sort exciting. of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Uh, you know, we talk to a lot of people who are already at the top. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, too. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. great to be at the top. But it's that struggle when you're first getting started. Like, what do I do at this point that, you know, I like to, you know, focus in? Because I've, I've done it so many times. And I failed so many times. I heard y'all stories. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And so so those failures come with great lessons. And Absolutely. at least if I can share those lessons with people, mm-hmm. just, you know, avoid that pitfall. <laughs> do this, do that. It's just watching you progress and succeed is going to yeah. be a fun gig. Definitely, man. Because this is about relationships for me. Oh, 100%. Honestly, starting to making new friends and, and new relationships and learning but also being able to help other people out yeah we'll be we'll be talking definitely offline because we i think there's a lot that we can uh okay use with each other and uh help each other out to you know credibility profitability Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so we're we're gonna head in that direction boom there it is sweet so we're gonna give you a minute here to uh talk to the camera and tell everybody how to get in touch with you but uh Fugati had a couple things to say. He said, first of all, excitement is an underrated currency. 
Hey. Which it is. It's an underrated currency. Like the excitement has so much value and people mm-hmm. don't take enough advantage of that excitement and so it's just a really good time for you. You don't see yeah. Fugatti behind or in front of the camera very much, but when you do, oh man. That guy's got huge energy. Oh yeah, yeah he he's a character. He's yeah, a character. He and then he said, "What's your elevator pitch? Uh, your elevator pitch, Phil?" What's my elevator pitch? Yeah. Hi, I'm Phil Morgan. I work with Oxyfresh Carpet Cleaning, and I specialize in odor destroyer. Oh, nice! Oh. All right, yeah. so uh, here's your time. Then go ahead and uh, you can point down to the screen because your contact information is going to be right there. And uh, talk to people, tell them how to yeah. reach out to you. So if you look at the bottom of the screen, that's how you can get in contact with me. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you guys ever need any services pertaining to carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, tile and grout. I'm your guy. I'm going to supply you with an experience on top of quality. Um, That's the only way to do business. You want to spend your money where you feel like you can trust people. So if I can ever network with people who take value in that, then that is exactly why I'm here is to to network and to build upon that. Yeah, that's what I stand for. You think we can uh, talk to some realtors here and give them a business bros podcast if they uh, podcast discount if they have if they uh, reach out to you? Absolutely. All Tell right, we're going to work on some deals here, I'm <laughs> telling you. So real estate agents out there, hey. lenders, escrow people, anybody who's got a home that you need to put some lipstick on and fix up, let me know. We got a carpet cleaning guy. We'll take care of you. That's right. All right. All right. Again, Mr. Morgan, thanks for uh, being vulnerable and coming on the show and, you know, yeah. spilling your guts. <laughs> being open to uh, yeah. critiques, criticisms, and, and advice because, mm. you know, again, there's real estate agents out there that are getting started and they're in the same yeah. position. doesn't matter what business you're in. They're in the same spot. That's How do true. you take it to the next level? That's and, true. you know, you allowing us to do, you know, break it down and hopefully give you a little bit of advice here and there. Hopefully it works for everybody. Yeah, man. It was good. Cool. Thank Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks All a right. lot. All right. If you guys have any questions, turn on at csfirst.com. Or if you have any insurance questions, james at csfirst.com. And follow us on our social media feed at Business Bros Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.